All right, everybody, what up? Oh, baby, oh, baby. I am who I am. My name is my name. I need to turn this fucking heat game off. <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we're going over the playoffs um, with Chris here. We're going to do some um, some Philly offseason shit. If you want to, Chris, I would probably pull up a free agent list as well, um, if you can. Um, so we can have some shit to talk about. And then, you know, uh, talking about the Heat getting absolutely um, destroyed this game again. Uh, but we're going <laughs> to recap the series, just see where this fucking conversation uh, takes us. So without further ado, what up, Chris? What's going on, man? It's been a minute. How we doing? I know, it really has. It's all good, man. I hope everybody out there is doing good. I finally turned the fucking game off. I did it. I finally did it. And I usually turn them off at half. It was uh, it was a terrible one tonight. But first, I want to talk about the, the 76ers. The 76ers played 12 games in the playoffs. Poor Joel Embiid. I actually feel bad for him. I usually don't feel bad for players. Like, I was on the fuck Harden train just because, oh, sure. like, fuck Kyrie too. Yeah. Because... It has nothing to do with wanting out of a place. It's about like, bro, you're at, you're in Houston. You go for thirty five, thirty six, and then you're just like, ah, I don't want to be here. I'm gonna have eight points in a game. Shit me out. <laughs> like the whole like just giving up on a team is kind of crazy to me. And I don't feel sorry for people that give up, but um, in a sense, I just thought that uh, it was an underwhelming season for the Sixers. I think every I think you included just at least want to get to the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, see oh, what happens. Or settle Final Four, but the spot injuries would have been realistic. Yeah, the yeah the fucking Joel injury is bad. Uh, so yeah, it's I mean it's it's tough, man. Like you know, and I've I've been harping on the Heat afterward, right? Like you're, you're obviously salty. Like you here's the thing, as a Sixer fan, man. I can only keep saying next year is going to be different for so long when every <laughs> yeah. single postseason has ended, has had a Joel injury except one. He's been healthy for one playoffs his whole life. And Ben Simmons dislocated his knee, and our second-best player was Josh Richardson, and we got our ass swept in the bubble by the Celtics. Um, so that shit sucks as a fan, man, because we've watched – Joel go from a guy who didn't play his first two years and the Orlando Magic were literally their entire watch party stadium was cheering when we took Embiid so they could get Aaron Gordon. Like this is like, everybody thought this guy was like Greg Oden <laughs> 2.0. And so to watch him go from a guy who was thought of like that to what he is now, like a perennial MVP candidate, like top five player in the world. Yeah. It just it sucks, man. Like this year, you know, you get the hardened trade, like you know, you've seen the numbers with them, too, on the court. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. They, they were, you know, whatever you want to say about Harden, he's still a top-five playmaker in the world. So, like, that, I feel like that pairing was going to work. Only, Also, only because Maxie took a leap. If Maxie doesn't take that leap, this is a different conversation. Oh, my he, God, he's yeah. Probably I couldn't imagine. Yeah, he's changed the trajectory of the franchise as a 21-year-old, um, which is crazy looking back, considering Daryl Morey put him in Kyle Lowry trades, which is like, oh, my God. Like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Sayu Jerry did not say yes. Damn. To because we'd be having a different conversation about Toronto. They might still be playing. Scotty? Yeah, they might still be playing. Scotty, Pascal, Fred, yeah. and Max. Toronto oh might still be playing. God. But, uh, yeah, man, it just sucks. Like, Joel, you know, the finger injury happens in game three of the Toronto series. Um, and, look, I'm not, I'm not a guy who's going to harp, oh, his knee was sore. 
Like, you got to have something legitimate. You know, everybody's playing through yeah. something. Like, Jimmy missed the second half of a game with knee inflammation. Like, Kyle's hamstring's not right. Tyler Hero has a groin injury. Like, these guys aren't right this time of year. But when we're talking about a torn UCL in the thumb, like something that literally Bam out of bio had and, and the guy goes for surgery basically the next day and misses six weeks. Um, there's been yeah. a couple instances of guys playing through it, but it's usually on their offhand. Um, Kyle Lowry played with it on his left hand, I believe, the year the Raptors won it all. Um, Zach Levine had it a little bit this year. I don't know if it was a complete tear because it eventually healed. Um, there was one other guy who played with it on his offhand as well. Um, I forget who that was, but it's just tough on your shooting end, I can imagine. And you and me saw, especially in the yeah. Miami series, they were treating Joel like a non-shooter. Like, they were like, any three this guy puts up, Hit it. you've got, like, <laughs> and they were bricks. They're not even close. And you know what actually helps that is having a guy on your roster that had that injury. I know that sounds so dumb, but with a guy on your roster that had the exact same injury, you know the actual impact. Yeah, for sure. Because even Toronto was still kind of pressing up on Joel yeah. in most instances yeah. to make him not shoot. Yeah. But yeah, it's he cooked pretty him in game six, but he, he didn't really shoot. Yeah. He just got a ton at the rim. And uh, speaking of game six, I know we're still in Philly, but like, um, you know, Doc said he's going to take the starters out the next dead ball. And like, I'm not oh going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to scream at Doc. Like, I'm not going to take this time to yell at Doc River. Like, just really unfortunate. Um, as a Sixer fan, if they would have, if they would have scored 18 unanswered with the backups in, we'd be talking about Joel having to come back in. The amount of times that he had to do that this year, where the game was out of reach to start the fourth and the other team cuts it to nine and Joel and the starters have to get their ass off the bench. Like, I get that. Like, it's 29. Yeah, they were up by – that lead was insurmountable, but I do believe that there wasn't a dead ball for a while. Doc says he was going to pull him. Whatever. I believe him. It's just unlucky. You what know, do you Pas- think? Kepa Haskell's driving kind of – I don't know if it's – There's no way – yeah, there's no way to say it's intentional. Yeah. He flailed. Like, he did. It's a common yeah, move he, now in the NBA to keep your elbows up and just switch And you're upset. Like, you're down 30 call. in your home building. Like, your, your season's about to be over. Like, there's some emo- – you just – that moves a little more aggressive. Yeah, there, there's a little bit more like on the rip through. It's not yeah. just like a euro. Yeah. yeah, there's like a flail. Yeah, there's a wide elbow. So like it, that just sucks, man. Because um, again, it's another off season with Joel battling an injury in the playoffs. In what I thought was probably going to be his most complete run. Again, we we damn well could have lost to Miami if he was healthy. You know, their defense mm-hmm. played their ass off as well. Um. But that was just tough, man. Like, he's he's grown into a different player. He's honed in on skills that he lacked every single year. And so, um, this is like I told you. Like, we lost the on six, right? Like, it is really fucking hard, man, to spot a team two games. Like, because yeah. then you're being asked to win four out of five. Like, I don't care how good you are. You need margin for error, no matter how good the team is, right? Like, Look at Golden State. Memphis could have easily won two of those non-jaw games. Easily. You know, like you need a little – you know, they got, yeah. they got lost by 50 to a team without Ja Morant. That was like slip-ups happen, man. Like So you've got to afford yourself a little bit of margin for error. And unfortunately, Joel missing the first two games, just it just didn't allow that. Um, What do you think about Doc coming back? Uh, Daryl Morey saying Doc is coming back. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, man. I was like, hey, what? I've seen a lot on that. Um, 
Yeah, like he's got his flaws, right? Like the whole franchise wanted Brett Brown's ass out of there, and that was Doc, and now it's just going to be the next guy. Like we're never going to be happy till we win a title, really. So I think one thing that got Doc in major trouble um, is his refusal to play like Miami. His refusal to play young players in the regular season and let them develop. was pro- It's probably his biggest undoing. Um, he didn't let Maxi play as a rook hardly ever. And Maxie single-handedly won them Game 6 of the Hawks series and even pushed that to a Game 7, which is crazy for a a, night, a 20-year-old rookie to be, to be the only one showing heart to extend a series. And yeah. I thought this year, um, maybe if they get competent backup five play in Games 1 or 2 of Miami, maybe they, like, steal one. I don't know. Like, you just don't know. But what I know is you're playing a dead-ass negative, negative, net negative in DeAndre Jordan, where you're basically giving away the game. And so I really Dude. thought Doc's propensity to not play Bassey or Reed over the course of the year and to play DeAndre, it's just like those are the things that come back to bite you in the ass because you don't know what you have, Bam right? Like shooting 90%. Bam, was, Bam. Bam literally was a top 10 player in NBA history against DeAndre Jordan. Like, yeah, it, he's it was a traffic crazy. Cone. And that's the thing. That's the one thing about the 76ers that is that was always my – but I look at teams so different because I'm a Heat fan. Like, do you have as much depth as the right. Heat? And no, we, nobody we does. close. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and then when when your star goes out, it's, it's different to have depth and to have a replacement for a top five player in the world at the very least in Joel Embiid. Like, you don't have depth for that. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, Andre Drummond now right. looks yeah, like, like, well, he would have been pretty competent, but you had to get hardened. So yeah. it's one of those well, things. Well, and Andre Drummond got played off the court in the playoffs because he can't, yes. can't guard pick and roll. Yes. So it's like. Exactly. That's why I, I talked to you at the time. Like, all these people were like, we gave up Seth Curry and And I'm like, guys, it's a. It's a backup Please. center. Like, and yeah. Seth Curry was – I love Seth Curry. I ain't going to slander Seth Curry on this podcast or any other. But I also have not forgotten Kevin Herter in Game 7. All right? So, like, let's – You know, and Seth Curry fuck. was – And Seth Curry balled that series. He averaged 20, 20 and yeah. almost. Um, it's James Harden. Even this current version of James Harden, you do that trade in a fucking heartbeat. The Ben Simmons thing yeah. could make that whole thing different if he is, like – what what he's supposed to be, but like those two, it's like no, they're not throw-ins, but no, like come on now, we we can't be talking about a backup center. But yeah, I just thought you, you can't, and a lot of this is on Daryl Morey too, for being honest. You made the decision mm-hmm. to sign DeAndre Jordan, right? So like you know Doc's gonna play him. It's on you to not sign him. I remember Philly Twitter joking about the only way Doc doesn't play him is if somebody signs him first. That's the only way he doesn't play. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm harping on, you know, backup five, whatever, whatever. We just weren't good enough. We weren't deep enough. And um, the Danny Green injury sucked, too. That's an entirely different element that, to our offseason. Yeah, that was now actually he's gonna miss big. The, he, it was big because he was the only reliable um, two-way player that we really had yeah. besides Joel. Am I crazy for saying that could end his career? That no, was yeah. like a pretty bad, yeah. no, like, I, I don't he's an older gonna... guy, mid-30s, and he's like, on a, torn ACL. His contract is a team option, too, next year, which sucks because you know the team's mm. going to turn. They're either going to turn it down or he's going to get shipped to match salary, you know, to, exactly. to make a trade work, which, so, oh, which uh, he actually so? would have had real value if he was healthy, right? Like, throw in or not, Danny Green's playing real minutes still at this point in his career on a contender. He could give you 
16 to 22 minutes a night on a contender. Um, and so that's kind of big for uh, as a trade chip and just as a player. You know, I, the season ended. By the time we got down to it in the Miami <laughs> series, you could not play Niang at all. And that hurts me to turn up because I love me some Niang. <laughs> like the, we had all these jokes earlier in the year. The Sixers go as George goes, like the minivan, all that shit. Bro, we started was, 0 for 11 for the whole series. He was unplayable. Like, because he's a guy yeah. who, similar to Duncan, he's not giving you value anywhere else unless he's hitting shots. Yeah. Other than, yeah, yeah, if you don't hit a three, you're yeah, useless. Yeah, you're useless. And so, um, Matisse Thibel admitted by his own discourse that, um, not playing in the Toronto series really fucked with his confidence because of the shot. I was about to say, and then, and, and then he doesn't knew. that make Doc kind of forget about him too? Almost like Doc almost put him on the back burner because no, Doc, he didn't and, play against Toronto. Dude, and Doc's leash for him, like Matisse made one. So Matisse came in for one quick. play once, and I think he fouled a three point shooter, and Doc pulled him. So as a player, like it's really this is why it's so fucking hard for G League guys and guys on the bubble like Strews, Gabe Vincent to make a roster and stick. Because you're always playing with this, like, don't make a mistake instead of playing freely. And so, yeah. Matisse was never the most aggressive, right? Like, it's a, it's embarrassing for guys when teams are leaving you wide open. It makes you hesitant to shoot. Yada, and he, he was already like that, um, which really sucks because he closed the year on a high note. Like, him and James had some really good chemistry cutting to the rim. Like, they kind of found a way to make him a useful offensive player. Um, but he, he lost a lot of money. Uh, down the stretch this year, I would to the point where I would actually be shocked if he's on the roster day one next year. I actually, think yeah, it, he's no longer the. He would have got a lot asset. of money. He would have got a lot of money if he could just hit the three at an average clip. Yeah, because we know what Cam Johnson's and, about to get. Yeah, so the real the real question is Cam Johnson's about to get crazy money. So do you do you think that Daryl Morey maxes out Harden to keep the asset to trade eventually, or do you just let him take that contract and see what he does on a prove-it year, I guess you would say? If there's such thing as a prove-it year for a 33-year-old yeah, aging man. superstar, it that's, seems like. That's a, good, that's a really tough question, and it's a good one. Um, I think everybody's kind of waiting on the same shoe to drop, right? Because um, if we're being honest – it, it kind of reminds me, and somebody brought this up, of it's a Chris Paul scenario where it is. do you take less money annually to secure that four years, 120 mil? And Chris Paul is much more team-friendly than that. They have like an out after like year two, or there's like mm-hmm. a partial guarantee in year three, and year four is like completely not guaranteed um, because you're worried about like a precipitous drop-off that if you, if you bank on a, a massive player option and you suck, then you don't get the long-term bag. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Because remember, James Harden has a player option for forty-seven million dollars, bro. Like next year. Yeah. Forty-seven. Years. I mean, so him getting so. supermax is out of the. It's off the table. There's no way he gets max by Daryl. No chance. Because the only teams that can afford James Harden now are all in the lottery, and they're not paying him that. In my opinion. Mm. Now it would be hell hard. Is it like to Orlando, get, yeah, it's like Orlando, Charlotte, yeah, all those teams. OKC could get him yeah. too. Yeah. Which, yeah. honestly, he needs a year or, in the OKC chamber to, to come back dude, right then trade him back. Orlando but, has so much cap space. Bro. I think they go after Aiden eventually. But anyways, yeah, the Harden thing. Sorry, I just yeah. – my brain went Unless sideways. Orlando takes Chet, then they probably want to let him grow. But, but yeah, so I, I think the Supermax is off the table. Um, it really just depends, man. Like, I, I can't pretend to be in James's head. You know what I mean? Like, in James's head, mm-hmm. if I've got that resume, 
I'm probably opting in. Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> like the yeah, fuck? somebody's going to pay me. Like, I'm, I'm too good to not get paid next offseason. Um, but also, and they asked him this after the season ended, and they said, would you be willing to take less money? And, uh, you know, he gave the cliche. I'm not reading into this. He said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help the team get better. And yeah. so all these people on the Sixers beat have done the math. If he takes, like, 30 mil per, say he signs a Chris Paul contract, four for 120. Mm-hmm. That 30 mil per will allow the team to get off Tobias Harris and add a max contract player. If that's that's where we're at as Sixers fans. So like bear with me. You know. Daryl Moore you know, and Daryl Morey's gonna do the dance, right? Like Daryl Morey's gonna exhaust oh, yeah. every because you got Emb- Embiid's window, man. It's not that big. It's it's really not that big. You don't know when the next major injury's coming. So you know Daryl players are coming out. Well it's gonna be that are even like Blocked up, like well, it like, would be their trade. Beal, up. Beal is the obvious one who we don't know okay. what he's going to do. Dame might be out there. Yeah, I think not for a free agent, but no. trade block. Yeah, like a sign, like a trade with Tobias. Yeah, yeah. Or Brad Beal opts in. Um, Levine is another guy who's like being mentioned. Although I'm not sure he's a max. I, I don't know. I don't know where I fall. Zion, in you getting Zion in here? <laughs> but, um. If I think that will be telling when we find out what James does with this contract, that'll be telling as to whether or not Daryl actually thinks there's a market because I do think Tobias kind of held up some value with how he played. I don't think he's like this, yeah. You know, just get off the contract. I don't really know. It, it's going to be a tough off season because no Danny Green next year. So who is your fifth starter for me? Matisse can't start. He can't. He's just not good enough on offense, unless barring a major improvement. So Niang became unplayable. Danny Green's gone. Korkmaz completely out of the rotation. Shake Milton, like guys were begging for Shake Milton to get in. That's how bad our depth is. Um, you know, like you start going down the line, like who? I'm not. Even, I can't even locate the fifth starter on this roster right now. Like, forget talking about the ninth guy. I don't even know where number five is at. Um. I'm about to take this chicken out. One second, right, viewers. Yeah, I yeah. can hear you, Chris. I swear. It's maybe two seconds. Yeah, so I don't even know if we know where the fifth starter is at. Um, and, you know, all, all that to say, I've told you this. If Embiid's healthy, we beat your heat. Like, you know you know what was going to happen. But it might not even matter. You just need Big Fella to stay healthy and to have, you know, Maxie's, Maxie's going to grow. Like I said, Maxie's paramount to the success of the franchise. They, I, I can't thank the good Lord enough that that dude fell to 21. Otherwise, we'd be in a lot. Y'all don't beat us, by the way. Lot, Y'all don't beat us. We'd be in a much different predicament if Maxie wasn't Maxie. Um, that would have been a great series. I really, I truly believe that uh, that series would have been incredible. Yeah. With them beat. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. That would have been mostly how Jimmy Butler's playing right now and all that shit yeah, combined. Yeah, just nutty. A fun series. So, actually, where wh- who's a guy who can get off the street in the offseason? you got the, the free agents up, right? Like, Is I there do. anybody you're interested in that's going to be a free agent? Because I feel like those guys are kind of getting picked up by the good teams now. Like, the Bucks had P.J. Tucker. The Rockets had P.J. Tucker. That's, smart teams. That's what we need, man. Like, One of those guys willing to take probably a little bit less than market value to come. We need a glue guy. Um when is Bobby Portis getting his payday? I'm saying, man. That guy took a discount and went back. Four M's, I think? A year? What the fuck is he doing? I mean, 
I've seen – I think the fan base is so low. There's been a lot of Gary Harris chatter. <laughs> That's a dude I'm seeing a lot oh of. Oh, my God. I know. I know, oh my bro. God. <laughs> Gary Harris, bro. Wasn't he Justin Orlando? He was. He was, And he, he showed he could shoot again, which, like, for two, three years, the guy – Literally lost his jump shot. Dog, and he was, I like he was the truth in yes. Denver. When he was an up and coming dude, dude, I swear, yes. Gary Harris. Was I thought cold. Gary Harris was going to be a baller. Yeah, he was cold. But he got he hurt not being that. So yeah, he got hurt a little bit. Man, that sucks. Well, I mean, um, we, like I said, we've got we've got the playmaker, incredible downhill scorer, Joel Embiid. Right, we need a yeah. we need a balanced, dirty work. Like I hate to say this, but guys like Paul Reed. Like, we need more of those, like, b-ball Pauls in the mud, bro. Ooh. Oh, Which, honestly, I thought Doc should have experimented with that, bro. I'm shocked he didn't. With oh, Reed at the Philly. four. Yeah. I, I, I would have tried Paul Reed at the dude, four with Joel. It came out that one game, I think it was game three it or did. four. And literally, Spo they took like, a timeout. Yeah. Spo took a timeout right when he saw it. He's like, ah, oh, you ain't about to get this off for free and then changed the lineups up. Um, the one thing I will say, this is my final thoughts on the 76ers. Yeah, real quick, real quick. Come, I, don't, I don't mean to ramble, come, but no, you're good. Um, it's an interesting offseason for sure. Like, I'm not sugarcoating it. I don't really know where we go from here. I, I'm, I'm extremely uncomfortable maxing Harden, and I'm extremely uncomfortable if he takes his player option. Because we can't get better if he yeah. takes a player option, and then you're concerned about him walking at the end of next year. And for his biggest, so for his biggest his decline has been when he shares the court with Joel Embiid. They're amazing because he's a top five passer in the world still. So, um, I I would love to lock that up. And like I said, who cares if he falls off a cliff? He's already on the decline anyways, and they're off. They're still amazing with Joel healthy. So, as as far as how they build the roster out, Sans, I have no idea, bro. Like that. Daryl's going to have to – and, and Philly is not a place where people take minimums. It's just not – guys just don't. Yeah. I don't – I'm not going to act – you know, it's not Miami. It's not L.A. And the weather shit – that shit matters to players who are – and are you going to go deep? Which is one yeah, reason why Drummond went to Philly. The people that you want to, to take a minimum, it's Right, matters. and that is one reason why Drummond went to Philly. One, his connection with Doc Rivers. And two, you got to think Joel is going to be hurt, miss some time. You're going to get a chance to increase your value. Because I thought if he stayed with us, he would have played himself into a decent contract, Drummond. And he was balling with Brooklyn for a while, like in the regular season. Um, yeah. He, unfortunately, in the playoffs, well. they put you in a high pick and roll. If you can't move, like, you get played yeah, off the court. He was selling so. the deuces to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. But my, my final thoughts on the 76ers, if they come back with the same group, I think it's just dumb. I think that's dumb for anybody that didn't win the championship Agreed. almost. Like if we come back with the same group, even if we win a championship, we're still stupid. Um, but, you know, I think that Philly has more holes to fill than meets the eye. Oh, we have a lot. One, I think that – I think that Tobias Harris thing is really confusing because he is just like this misnomer, just like it's almost like he's isolated in this weird role where he has flashes of being a really good player. He does. But then it gets reduced to like sitting in the corner because you're watching James yeah. Harden and Embiid ball, right. which is it's your offense, so yeah. you have to just deal with right. it. But make like, him a six-man or make him something else than just a guy that sits in the corner when you could have anybody in the league basically sit here, in the corner. Here's the thing, too. Like, to your point, any possession where it is not Joel, James Harden, or Tyrese Maxey touching the ball, like those are your one through threes, right? Yeah. Everybody else around that, they should be playing off of them. 
So this is where it's beneficial to be. Um, I want to say in Miami, but y'all have y'all have big contracts as well. It just you've hit on so many like undrafted guys that are making nothing. Yeah, it works. But like, yeah, this is where Tobias's balloon salary is a problem because you would so much rather just split that into three very playable role playing three and D like hustle. You know what I mean? Like Tobias mm-hmm. is overqualified for that role, but also his salary should not allow him to play that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's exactly why Philly wouldn't bench Al Horford because he was making 25 a year and they refused to take him off the court, no matter how ugly it looked like they were not going to bring him off the bench. It's just one of those predicaments, man, where it's honestly, and I talked about star hunting, which I, you know, I think it's unrealistic, but Daryl's going to try. I think the other option is I wouldn't be surprised if Daryl Morey tries a Chris Stapps Porzingis like, trade you know what i mean and by that i mean mm-hmm. chop yeah. his salary into two players that are making close to the equivalent and yeah. pray that in your system you know what i mean they can play because two is better than one it, it's just like he's mm-hmm. he's overpaid and he's overqualified to play the current role that he's now being asked to do so i, yeah, I think yeah. that i would be shocked if tobias is on the roster week one as well um day one yeah me too i, th- I think it's over for him but and he's a good player it should be interesting yeah yeah i, don't, is, I think he he'll have good. i think he'll have interest you know, he's but not quite, I think it's he's not quite expired. To me it's always it's interesting to me when you're on I think you're six team in nine years. There's something there. Yeah. No, he, he you know, so, he, he's one of those that is um he, he's probably gotta appeal to like a a rebuilding team to be, but you don't wanna send the you know, I don't I don't know how all that relationship stuff works, but like he has proven he I don't think he's good enough to be a three on a championship team. Mm-mm. He just he comes up small too much, and and that's Doc's guy, and yeah. that seems to be a, right. a and he's trend a, he's a good locker room Doc guy. teams. Like he, Tobias is a good locker room. Guy. I'm not gonna harp on that. Yeah, you shouldn't make 38 M's because you're a good locker room guy. Like fuck all that. He's <laughs> yeah. a good player. You know, I I, I think he'd yeah. be as much as it would suck. It would fitting for him would probably be like finishing out your last year and a half as like a mentor in Orlando. And you just like make your, get your bag, and then you know you, you go sign on a reasonable deal when you're 32, and you go try to contend, whatever. But um, yeah, right, well, props, props to his dad. His dad's his agent, so props to the buyers. Yeah. but this they, is they a get, they getting generational this wealth. This is a 27 there, so. minute way of saying um, again, massive offseason, and you're, you're pretty <laughs> all the assets from the process have pretty much been exhausted. So we are we are in official make it or break it. I mean, this is where we're at. So, all right. Yep. There you go. Good luck to Philly, yep. and we're gonna come back and talk about these playoff series. That one's out of hand. The other one's low key out of hand. Just going back and forth with thirty point <laughs> games, fucking nuts. So, all right. Let's take a little break real quick. <laughs> 